I'm going to begin, uh, I want to read first out of 1 Peter chapter 5 and, uh, and verse 5. And it reads, likewise, likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all of your care upon him, for he cares for you. God cares for you. God cares for us. Amen. And in the trials, we really have to remember that. You know, there's nothing about us in God's eyes that is unlovely. We're his prized possessions. We're the apple of his eye. You have children, many of you. Some, if you don't, you have things that, little critters that you love. But, you know, God loves us so much that no matter what we do, he can't stop loving us. <laughs> it's just who he is. And we just have to remember that and, and totally uh, keep it in the midst of our heart. Never forget how much he loves you. And he's never going to stop loving you. And he's never going to give you anything bad. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. But may the God of all grace, who called us to by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. You know, I just want to say, uh, man, if we're sharing the word, if we're spreading the gospel, if we're being that light of Christ, he's going to come after all kinds of different trials and tribulations. But it's the things against us. I'm going to share, I just want to share a couple other verses. And I'm going to share my testimony, but just to establish. Jesus said in the Gospel of John, chapter 10, in verse 10, he says, The thief. To kill and to destroy. To, to kill and to destroy. But I have come, they may have life, that you may have life. And that you may have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. And in verse 14, I am the good shepherd. And I know my sheep and am known by my own. He knows us. We know him. We know him. He has intimacy with us. Cast all of our in this fallen, broken world. The devil's fallen to God's grace in heaven. He roams this earth. He's the he's the prince of the world. He'll be the final victory one day. We have intermittent victories as we endure these trials, but we 
ultimately will have a victory, and he's going to be cast into eternal damnation, into that lake of fire. We won't have to deal with these with these trials. While we're here, but we call lives to to news. You know, God bless you all for sharing the good news of the gospel. That's who you are. You're ministers. You're disciples of Christ. Amen? In your heart, it's you people can see the light of the light of the the light of the Lord in you. Amen. And we're both we share. Praise God for the couple that got saved. Right. For your niece and for her, for her boldness. It's not working that well. Okay, okay. And in Ephesians chapter six and verse ten, and and I know we read this often. We need to read it. We need to know where the battle is and and the battle that we're faced. We need to be be able to to identify it. Ephesians 6, chapter 10, and, or verse, uh, chapter 6 and verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Not in our own power, not of our own strength, not of our own wisdom, not of our own ability. Amen. And because we got we to gotta fight, we got to fight the good fight. Amen. How do we fight it? Man, we're, we're trusting in him. We're trusting in Jesus. We're trusting in his power. We're t- trusting in his wisdom. And that's my strength. I'm going to share my testimony, but my strength is just to trust in him, trust in him, trust in him. For your wisdom, for your strength, for your favor. And, you know, when you, when you do this, you can see the battle and the enemy's coming against you. And he's trying to convince you that you lost, that you're going you're gonna to lose this battle. He's going to take something away from you that God's given you. He's a liar. He's the father of all lies. Amen. He deceived Adam and Eve in the garden, and he tries to deceive us. But that's why we stand on Jesus. We stand on the promises of God. We have his glorious word, his glorious gospel. And we need to read that. We need to know and be reassured of the promises that we have in Christ Jesus in our faith relationship with him that we he won the victory for us his final words at the cross is it is finished so always expect victory i know when you're going through it man it's it can overshadow you it can be it's they're tough they're tough put on the whole armor of god that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. You know, we, um, we read God's word and sometimes we are reading it just to check the box. Reading God's word should be such a joy. You, it should be a party with God as you're reading it. As we were going through these trials, um, this came to mind as I was helping to encourage my husband. I said, there's nothing we can do about this situation. 
So what does God say to do? Let's put on our armor. Let's, let's make sure it's in. We know we've got it on because we don't go anywhere without the armor. But let's go back and review what that armor is and what it does for us. And we put on that armor of God. It's something so simple. You know, it's simple to read this. It's not difficult. This is what God tells us to do. And you know what? It works. The enemy can't get through God's armor unless you take the breastplate off and say, have at me. You take the helmet off. Go ahead. No, it's on and there is no nothing getting through it. Correct? Amen. I'm going to just begin by saying, you know, the Lord has really blessed me uh, with a business and, and a business relationship with a partner of mine, uh, a plumbing business. Uh, it's called Southwest Plumbing. Me and my partner, we started this business in 1992. And just the two of us, uh, he had a 76 Ford pickup truck, and we put a rack on that, and I worked out of a four-door sedan. And I would bid on some jobs in the morning and then go out and meet with him. And so for a couple of years, you know, I can remember doing jobs under the headlights of the car, you know. But God blessed us, and I always, I've always sought his wisdom. You know, God gives us favor in relationships. Uh, he opens doors of opportunity. And, you know, I'm going to fast forward. And I don't like to boast in myself. I'm not boasting in myself. I'm boasting in the Lord, you know. But today this company is, uh, has, there's 50 employees in this company. I've been really blessed. And 27 years later, and five years ago, uh, we were approached by, I'd like to say, like to say that a gentleman, but I wouldn't call him a gentleman, but me and my partner knew him in the trade, and he wasn't a believer. There's, there's a lesson, you know, God says do not be unevenly yoked, and that's in every relationship, especially in marriage, but especially in business, because business, a business, when you have a partner in, your, in a business, it, you're married, it's like a marriage. You're married to that person, Right? So, but we had known him. We'd worked on and off throughout the years. Uh, a fight, he was, a, he was a, in the fire sprinkler business. His dad actually owned a fire sprinkler company, and he had never, his dad passed on. In fact, his dad did not leave him the company when he, when he passed on. That should have stuck out right there. But he approached me and my partner, and he said, hey, uh, how'd you guys like to start up a, a fire sprinkler company? So, you know, we're good guys, and we thought, well, there's an opportunity here. So we did. So we funded it. We financed it. Uh, he studied to get the license. He didn't have a license. And me and my partner, we really, we don't know anything about the fire sprinkler business. And, you know, it's, it's fire safety. It has, it has to do with life and death, obviously, the protecting people from harm, injury, death. And so this individual studied for the test, got the license, and... But he always made it about himself. We had an advertisement we did on radio and TV. In fact, he just he took it to the next level. We weren't even aware of him. We're watching these TV commercials, and it's all about, hey, my name is Mike, you know. I'm Southwest Fire Pros, you know. And he made it all about himself. And, and so, but he had a bad, he had uh, evil intentions in his heart from the beginning and trying to get rid of us. But 
uh, he actually did some bad stuff, and, and uh, it actually turned out to be a blessing to us. But, you know, we, we found out that he was embezzling money from us. He embezzled a lot that cost, uh, that he paid $100,000 with company proceeds, put it in him and his wife's name and their title. And, uh, but the good news is, is we were able to, to fire him from the corporation. And because we had potential charges against him to, you know, he could have gone to, to jail. Uh, we were able to, to just X him out, make an agreement. He agreed to it. Uh, we, uh, we paid him some money, but not, not what it was worth. He agreed to it, and, uh, and then actually violated the contract, so we didn't even pay him the full amount. And also, he, he also had, uh, he had to sign an agreement not to compete. So that was a challenge. That was a little over a year ago, October in 2018. And so he left... And we got some, some young, really talented guys, and one of them actually had, happened to be his adopted stepson who he, whom he raised, and of course that was kind of a, do we keep him or not? But he seemed like his heart was good, and he said, hey, I'm loyal, I'm committed, my dad's always been tough on me, and, and ne never treated me fairly, and what he did was wrong, so he you know, seemed to be a part of it. So him and one, one other individual, the other individual, Tim, he, he goes on to... He says, hey, I'll study for my contractor's license and I'll get, because we need somebody to qualify. So the first guy leaves, we have three months with an extension of three months. So he gets the license and he qualifies. So already we had a six, even though this stuff happens and goes on, we have a, a we're off to a good start. We really have a successful company. So we replace the qualifier. We have these two individual wor individuals working for us. And we, me and my partner have tried, tried diligently over the last year to actually make them, the two of them, uh, to give them some ownership, some stock award, stock certificate in the company, and some generous, actually generous amounts. And anyway, as it turned out, all year long we, we attempted to do this, and we finally get to, ne we're negotiating into November, and then they flat out say, nope, well, they have intentions to go on their own. And so now it's November, uh, but we found evidence doing for, our own research and so forth, that they had been planning to go in, into business on their own. They saw that we were so successful. Every time they needed a truck, boom, they got a new truck. If they needed, a, if they needed money, a, a line of credit, boom. Me and, my, me and my partner have very, very good credit. So we were everything they needed, tools, equipment, you name it. It looked so easy, you know, with, with all the right goods and all the right equipment, right? So, but we find out since September, they already had a name for their company, and they were exporting files. They were exporting per pertinent information to the company, um, and, you know, who we do business with, and, and templates, and, and, but not only that, but jobs they had bid on. I mean, a whole string of jobs. And they're also involved with uh, an engineer who was doing all of our design work, because in this trade, you need an engineer, you need a designer to design your fire system for you if you take the job, and you pay them that fee, and that's included in, your, in what you provide for the owner, the contractor, whoever it is. Well, it turns out he's going to be a partner as well, and he's receiving these emails, and they're receiving all of these bids. So basically, when they leave, they had planned the timing, so when they leave, They've got all these jobs that they bid on with us, and they just copy and paste it on their new letterhead and send it out, right? So that was their goal. So, but on top of that, this is, you know, it's been just 
a real challenge. All this was happening. We're praying about it. The Lord's given wisdom all along, and the Lord's given comfort. But so anyway, it was about the the third week. Um, it was around Christmas. I don't even remember the exact day, but we finally might have been just after Christmas. They finally, you know, they said, "Okay, well, hey, we're going to be gone on Friday. We're going to leave." So on top of them leaving, on top of us being concerned about, you know, they're going to go out and we're worried they're going to go out and take our business away and then steal our employees and then we're not going to have any employees and it's hard to find fire sprinkler employees. In fact, they have to get certified. They go through an apprenticeship program with the state to be qualified to do this kind of work, right? So on top of that, when they leave, they're expecting we're just going to fall flat on our face because me and my partner, we're, we were not involved down there every day. We still have the crew of guys. But now we, gotta, we have a lot of jobs going on, and we got to maintain those jobs. But there's one large job that just started right the first week we got back to work in January, and it, it's a large, large project. And so now, now we get involved, and it, it should be with probably uh, at least eight guys, eight to ten guys. It's, it's at least a two- to three-month job. And so, but they're telling us, hey, you have 30 days to finish the job. So I tell the contractor, I says, it's impossible. 30 days, it's not going to work for us. I said, see your building out there, and this building is, uh, it's a huge, it's, I don't know, it's, it's a large building. It might be over 100,000 square foot building. It's huge. So what they signed on to do, even though we're fire sprinklers, they sign on, they get involved with a, with a, um, an HVAC, a, a heating and air contractor. And so, like, when you have big systems like hospitals and hotels, they have, uh, what they do is they have big chiller units on the outside, and they have boilers on the outside, and they run piping, supply and return piping. There's two lines for the hot water, two lines for the chilled water. It's all insulated. And then it goes throughout the building, and then you have these fan coils that act like your air conditioning system, except there's not an in, inside, it doesn't have a compressor on the inside of it or a, a means of, heat, of heating. Uh, that either the hot water or the chilled water goes through it, and it distributes that into the, into the building. So it's a big, big piping system. I think uh, there's like something like 14,000 linear feet into this system. Huge. So they're putting pressure on us. This guy says, you got to get it done. I said... Well, 30 days isn't going to work. You didn't construct that building. How long have you been on that building? And it's been over two years. And I said, you didn't build it in three months. It takes longer than that. So the bottom line is he finally, I told him, I said, the only way we can do, do this job is you've got to have some, some cash up front. But on top of that, uh, we're, you're going to have to authorize us to do overtime. We're going to have to do a lot of overtime to get this job done. So, so we get in there. We're working with, we probably got about 10 guys going now during the week. But on Saturday, because we have the plumbing company too, and it really falls more under the plumbing company than, than it does uh, the fire sprinkler. So a week ago Saturday, uh, we literally had 24, 25 guys inside that building from both companies. We're giving it everything we have because if we fail to fulfill, we have a, we have a contract, a commitment. If we fail to keep that contract, that commitment, they could boot us off the job, not pay us. This whole company could tumble. It could fall, right? And if that falls, me and my partner, you know, we secure lines of credit. We have to personally guarantee it. And we, we have to stand behind all those truck loans. And so, you know, and the devil's like, I'm going to steal this company away from you. I'm going to take it away from you. And so 
he he agrees he'll pay the overtime. He says, I'll work with the, with the overtime. He said, just send me, send me a budget, what, do you, what you think it may be. And so I give him this worst-case scenario, and then he responds in an email kind of like, no, that's like too much, you know. So we do all this work on Saturday, and, uh, and, and so we end up following up right away, and I send him a charge just for the overtime so he sees how much it is. And he said, no, that hasn't been approved. We're not going to pay that. So this was like this past Monday, and I'm like, we don't have any choice, but we're going to have to pull off this job, right? And uh, I, I'm going to share. I'm going to share what happened, and then I'm going to share some some word of prophecy that took place. But uh, I'm going to say that Cynthia, right now we're 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 staying with Ryan and Alexis. It's just we a couple months out of the year, the first part of the year. It's kind of we're renting our home in Indio, so it's a real joy to be with our grandkids and be with our family. And so we're there. We're with them. So, anyway, they agree all to pray. They say, hey, come on out here. They lay hands, and the kids are standing around the outside, and they're observing. And, and I'll tell you what, they had the most vigilant prayer for me and, and praying for this man's heart to change because he was like, this man was just like being so hard and so firm, and he's not going to work. It looked like he knew he had the upper hand on us. He knew our situation. These two guys had left. They're just waiting in the wings. They've already bid on the next work. Uh, I do have to say, by the way, that they were served by our attorney, a cease and desist letter, and say, any of these jobs, and they don't know, but in, we have information, you've taken all this, these, these jobs and these bids, and you have this privy information to the company, and you're not going to use it against us in a fair, unfair trade advantage. So they were, they've been served with that notice, you know. So they pray over us, over me, and I'm just like, I mean, uh, it was literally impossible. You know, you get situations that are literally impossible, and there's no way humanly, according to my strength and my ability and my wisdom, I, I could have overcome this thing. And this guy was being so tough. So they, they have some vigilant prayer, Ryan, Alexis, Cynthia. And... But I had received a word, i got to say this here right now. And actually, about, about a week before that, both Cynthia, uh, about a day apart, Cynthia and Alexis had a vision. And they had a vision of a, uh, a phoenix. You know, the phoenix rises up out of the ashes. And it was a vision of the phoenix. I just, I saw Jeff in the middle of this battle, but he came up out of it like a phoenix. <laughs> and we're, and so, of course, you, you know, God is good that way, isn't he? he? He gives you those signs, those wonders, those words, those images, the visions, the dreams, to affirm that he's there and he's working and you should not be concerned. Um, you know, so, and, and. You know, he knows a wife's heart. You know, he knew that I needed to hear from him personally and very powerfully. And, of course, he did. And so then the next... Uh... Yeah, I got to share this about... 
So Cynthia has. Here, hon. So Cynthia has uh, a close girlfriend. It's a friend of the family's. Uh, their older older daughter. You you guys have met our oldest granddaughter, Alexia. But when since she was about three four years old, their daughter babysat for her, and through the years, they're really good friends now. She's probably 24, 25. She just got married last year. But great family. So, but her mom is a good friend of Cynthia's, and she's part of my Bible study. One of the ladies that um, you know was witness to um, the, the. She's the one that brought me the Mormon girl, and who is unbelievable. That, that God is so good. You know, if we don't do what we're supposed to do, shame on us. You know, when, when I don't care how scared you are about a situation that looks impossible, you got to go. God's God's going to do it. All you got to do is open your mouth, put your hand out. So she happens to be, and this is right about the same time, that, that day, that actually day before they prayed over us, she reaches out to Cynthia and she says, hey, I'd like to start the Bible study again. And, you know, and anyway, she's, and, and they've been ministering to these young ladies. I don't know if you remember one young lady was suicidal and tried to take her life about eight times. And they intervene. And guess what? She come to know the Lord. She was she was uh, under Mormonism, which there's no power in that. They don't really, it's not about the, the power of Christ, the power of the cross. It's more about works and that sort of thing. And she was just in bondage. But uh, anyway, she got set free. She since moved to, to Texas. But, man, she knows the Lord. She knows her power and strength in the Lord, the power and authority that she has. And I think she's even mentoring other young ladies that are struggling with some of the same issues that she had. Praise God, right? So anyway, her girlfriend reaches out, Cynthia, hey, let's start another Bible study. And she says, you know, Jeff's going through something that's, you know, really weighty right now. And uh, when it's done, then we can talk about it. I definitely want to. We'll have a schedule. So here's what she wrote to Cynthia. She wrote this back, and she has a gift of prophecy. Yesterday I saw a vision when I was praying for you guys. I saw a big animal's head like an alligator and you sitting beside it, and the animal's tongue was hanging out, the mouth was open, and all this evil stuff inside of it was coming out of it. You look small in comparison to this thing. I saw barely in the vision inside the mouth. Then I saw you and Jeff calmly walking out through a white tunnel with beautiful green vines wrapped around this tunnel. I saw a glimpse of Jeff inside the mouth of this animal head in the first vision. So in the first vision, she saw me inside the mouth of the animal. But here she had victory. Here was, you know, then when she said, I saw you and Jeff calmly walking through the tunnel with beautiful green vines wrapped around this tunnel. I knew I had victory. That was a word from the Lord. And irregardless of what I saw and my, you know, my conversation with this man and him holding firm, and man, it just looked like we were going to walk off that job the next day and this was going to be it. So the next morning... Uh, in the morning, I'm, all of a sudden, my partner calls me, and this man's name is Shane, his contractor, and he said, oh, hey, Jeff, I got Shane here, and he wants to say something to you. And all of a sudden, he's, he's, he's on the phone, and he said, uh, he said, Jeff, we're, uh, well, I'm going to work with you on the overtime. And uh, he said, and, and they never even acknowledged before that, 24 guys out there on Saturday, he said, I want to say you guys are doing such an incredible job out here. We couldn't be more pleased with you, right? And, and, 
We, that night, well, we had just prayed, you know, the, Ryan and Lexus, and we had just prayed out in the living room. And then we went into our little area, and he checks his email. And that's when he got the email from this guy who said, I'm not paying the overtime. And I look at this man, and, <laughs> you know, he's, he's all ready to call his partner, who doesn't sleep anyway, <laughs> to call him and, and begin to do this at night. And God just, that's when we did our Bible study. I said, we need to pray. Don't let this go any further. Don't get those words out and, you know, begin to agree with the enemy's decision. I said, there's nothing we can do right now except we pray. And I prayed the peace of God. He did not call his partner. He slept. He slept (laughs) really well. Amen. Amen. And... You see, he didn't call a partner. Partner had no knowledge. See, it's so important, our words. We guard our words. He had no knowledge of what had gone on, so he went and saw this man, you know, totally naive about anything. You know, and, and basically, if you, you know, we can't stay on the job if we don't get paid. And so the first thing, Jeff gets to work, and God blesses him with this answer so so on top of that we're working in one of two buildings and we're just on phase one and there's going to be three more phases in this building and he says as far as the fire sprinklers go uh he said i told you guys tim and chris when they were here because you guys did the shell the initial buildings that i would give all the fire sprinkler work to southwest fire pros your company so see he said not only that what our price was our guy had given to him on the next one, he went up from, I'll just say, from 58000 just on the fire sprinkler, from 58000 to 66000 So already there was an increase. And then so I'd send him that bid on that, and he calls me and he says, he says, Jeff, we're going to need to add some more money to that. Oh. Right? <laughs> so is that awesome? We need to add some more money to that. So I go up to like sixty nine five or something like that. And he said, Jeff, that's not enough. And I said, well, so we ended up at 73. We, we end up adding 15000 on top of what the first one was. And that's what the next three are going to be. And then he said, in the other buildings, there are going to be some tenant improvements. You guys are going to do all the work. Well, then this week, we actually, what we're doing with doing all this piping and stuff, there's going to be three more of those phases coming up there, too. So we worked on adjusting our price, and we realized they didn't have enough money. There were some things that were left out. So we ended up uh, putting another $115,000 onto that contract. And within five minutes, he called. It was accepted. So all of a sudden, we have full favor with this guy. I just want to say that. So I knew there was a breakthrough when I heard that. I had such an anvil lifted off of my shoulders because that, that was not just this instance in this job. It was about the entire company and everything that was going on. And I had such a peace. I actually felt like I was born again. I felt like I hatched out of, a, out of an eggshell. I really did. It was, it, it was so incredibly powerful. And I just, I have this guy, I just have such favor with him now. But above all, the devil's not going to steal our company away. We're performing. We brought the, the strength of the two companies together to make it happen. And God's given us wisdom. And, and, exactly. and those two guys are gone, and they had bid on this other job. He even said, I'll give you a last look at the numbers. But when I sent that thing over and went, went up 115000 he called in fifteen. he called in five minutes. 
In fact, where I was, he added a little bit more to that bid. So that's how the Lord is. That's how the Lord works. God can change hearts. He needed to change this man's heart. I was at the end of my rope. When I went before they prayed for me and I got that word of wisdom, I went home and I sat down on the bed and I just totally surrendered. It wasn't that I wasn't trusting, but that was the point of total surrender. I said, Lord, this company's yours. It doesn't even belong to me. You've called me to be a good steward of what you've given me. So I just give it all. I'm just going to give it all to you. I don't know what the outcome's going to be, but I totally surrender. And that, that lit up the heavenlies. That shook the power of God. And not that it wasn't, he wasn't there and he didn't understand. But, you know, that's how we have to just be, just totally release all our cares unto him. You have to be, have that childlike faith. You know, that, I mean, after he went to sleep, I mean, he literally fell asleep really quick. <laughs> and so I was there <laughs> talking to God. And I just said, Lord, you have never not fulfilled your word. You have never not come through with your promises. I expect that in this situation as well. And just every word I prayed about, I said, this is, this is impossible. But guess what? Nothing's impossible for you, Lord. <laughs> You're the God of the impossible. And you make a way where there is no way. And you change the hearts of men. I mean, I was having this. I'm telling you, I'm having this discussion. And every single word that I spoke in my prayer came to pass in when, every when I, way possible. When I got done talking to this man on the phone, I went downstairs from my office to tell my controller, Tari. It was like, and I went in there. I was just gleaming. I stood there. He looks at me, and he's got a big smile on his face, and he could tell, and I said, I'm a new man. I'm not the same guy that was here this morning or here yesterday or the last few days. I'm a new man. I mean, I knew I had that victory, and I'm walking in that victory. That was the victory. It was bigger than even that event right there, and the devil was trying to bring that to a head. And when I got downstairs, and it wasn't even 10 minutes later, Ryan sends me a text and says, Dad, today you're going to enjoy the victories, plural. You're going to have the victories. And so, man, I let him know right away, guess what? I just had it, man. It just took place. It took place. It just took place. I mean, you know, there's a lot at stake. I could lose everything I have, and it's all his anyway. But, you know, what God has given us, the devil's not going to take away. Amen? Praise God. So I'm going to end with a prayer of thanksgiving, and then uh, I know we've gone over just a little bit here. Heavenly Father, I just, I praise you, I honor you, I worship you, I glorify you. I thank you for your son, Jesus, who won the victory for me, for us. Thank you, Jesus, for the victory you won on the cross over 2,000 years ago. And you rose from the grave. You defeated the power of darkness. You defeated death. And so the devil has no grip on us, no reign on us, no victory over us. I give thanks and praise and all glory and honor unto you, dear Father, through Christ Jesus, your Son, in whose glorious name we pray. Amen.